Welcome back to the podcast. This is Mike Bolton again. I want to continue our study of issues of distinction and talk about the all-sufficiency of the Scriptures. Previously, we have considered three issues of distinction. The existence of God, the identity of God, and the identity of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, it would be wonderful today if all people everywhere accepted what the Bible says about Jesus, believed it, and obeyed it. But we know that that's not the case today. In fact, and even more sadly, in our circles today in Christendom, we find that there is great division over many different things. One of the things that people who claim to follow Christ have a division over is the sufficiency of the scriptures. There are the idea, the concept that the word of God is true. Folks, we can be united on this as well as the other issues of distinction. We read in John chapter 17, verse 20 and 21, that Jesus prayed for unity. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. We read also that the Apostle Paul, in writing his letter uh, to his first letter to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, at the very beginning of the book, it seems he jumps right in and begins dealing with issues and problems that the church at Corinth was having. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 13. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you by my brethren, by those of a close household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this to you, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Now, one of the main reasons why there's not unity in the church today has to do with this concept of the all-sufficiency of the scriptures. Are the scriptures by themselves able to lead us to salvation? Or do we need to look to other sources of authority and truth in religion? Now, many deny the all-sufficiency of the scriptures. There are those who accept in addition to the word of God traditions of the church, which has arisen over the centuries, such as papal or ecclesiastical decrees. The church says this, or the Pope says that. This allows traditions or decrees to take precedence over the scripture. Our faith, though, our hope in reality is based in the Word of God and only in the Word of God. Using titles such as Father or Reverend or Pastor or Pope is contrary to what Jesus commanded in Matthew 23, verse 9. Requiring celibacy, that's singleness, never marrying, for bishops, is contrary to what the Apostle Paul taught 
in 1 Timothy chapter 3. Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and Pentecostals accept in addition to the Bible, Latter-day Prophets, modern-day revelations, all of the stories could be told along this line. There's that of Joseph Smith who received some mysterious vision about where some golden plates were and received mysterious interpretation of what was written on those plates and thus came up with the Mormon Bible. There are those today who, uh, as one well-known uh, TV preacher said, he has gotten a revelation from God and now God wants to allow women to preach. These are contrary to the word of God. When people reject the all-sufficiency of the scriptures, appealing to other sources of their, for their authority and religion, division is the natural outcome. It's the only thing that can happen. And every time that there is division, you can mark it down, you can write it down, you can go to the bank with it, that somewhere along the way, somebody has rejected the word of God. Turn with me to the book of Galatians. Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia, beginning in verse six, chapter 1, verse 6. I marvel, he says, that you are turning away so soon from him who has called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Did you catch that? What he's saying is if you're not doing and walking by what is written in this word, you're following a perverted word, a perverted gospel. And then he says this, but even if we, he's referring to himself or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we've said it before, so say I now again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. The question for our consideration today is are the scriptures all sufficient for a guide in our lives to get us to heaven? Now we understand in the scriptures that the whole counsel of God has been proclaimed. In his address to the Ephesian elders, and we can turn to Acts chapter, chapter 20 for this. Acts chapter 20, we'll look first at verse 27. Paul pro says that he has proclaimed the whole counsel of God. What does that mean? That means that he has said all that God wanted him to say. Acts chapter 20, verse 27. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. In leaving him, he held nothing back. He gave them the whole kit and caboodle, everything. How I kept back nothing that was helpful. Verse 20. In leaving them, he entrusted them to the word of God. Verse 32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Paul did not leave them to mysterious revelations that were going to come along later, but to the word of God, which was sufficient to save them. And if it's sufficient to save them, it is sufficient to save us today. We have everything that we need in our day and time, in our life today, that pertains to life 
and godliness. Turn with me to First Peter, First or Second Peter, chapter one. Second Peter, chapter one, and verse three. The apostle Peter says, "As his divine power has given, listen." To us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and by virtue. He didn't give us some things. He didn't give us most things. He didn't give us a few things. He gave us all things. There's nothing more to come. If you look with me in Jude. <clears throat> Jude is a little book. Just one short chapter. But verse 3 I think is a powerful statement regarding this ideal. He says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to earnestly contend for the faith. Catch this last phrase. Which was once for all delivered to the saints. One deliverance, one revelation, one word, that's all that we need. It's sufficient for our salvation. The faith the body of knowledge which we are to believe was delivered once for all time, not partly revealed with more to come through later revelations. Faith wasn't revealed for just that generation with a different faith, a different way, a different path for a different generation that was coming. The task that we have to contend earnestly for the faith is to not be looking for a faith to fit our desires or our expectations. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. <clears throat> Paul wrote to Timothy about the value of the scriptures, the value of the word of God. Let's begin reading with verse 14. There the apostle Paul says to his young trainee, Timothy, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God is profitable for doctrine. That's for teaching in the church. That's for teaching at home. The word of God is good for it. It's good for reproof. When somebody needs corrected, the word of God is good for reproof. For instruction in righteousness, it tells us how to live right in God's eyes. The word of God is capable of making a person complete, thoroughly furnished, fully equipped you have everything that you need in the Word of God for every good work. Not partial, but complete. Not some good works, but every good work. What tradition, what decree of man or modern day revelation does more than the inspired Word of God? When I turn to the Scriptures, I find that I have all that I need to believe in Jesus Christ to have life in his name, to have fellowship with Jesus Christ, to have full joy. I find that I have the path to be redeemed from, our, from my sin, to be restored when I slip up and make a mistake, to be fruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and have an abundant entrance 
to the everlasting kingdom. What else must one know? What else does one need to have? Now, there's always going to be a distinction related to the all-sufficiency of the Scripture. That distinction becomes apparent when someone says, it says that, but it means this. And, and say something that's contrary to what it says. It says that, some people will say, but the church says this. The Bible says that, but my pastor says something else. These are issues of distinction. We take the word of God at face value for what it says. If it's not in the scriptures, we don't want it. Thomas Campbell phrased it well many years ago when he said, we speak where the Bible speaks and we're silent where the Bible is silent. We call Bible things by Bible names. Why? Because we're Bible Christians. That's all. That's all we want to be. I hope this today that my commendation to you is encouraging and edifying to you. I commend you to the great to God and to the word of his grace, which is, according to Paul in Acts 20, verse 32, to those Ephesian elders on the shore near Miletus, the word of God is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Thank you again. This is Mike Bolton with Live Like